Jeff Lee, Lee Jones, I'd like to welcome you to the Codex. Uh, we're really excited to have you as our first guest on our podcast. Uh, can you tell us where, where you are right now? I am currently in northern Sweden. I've, um, I've spent the last three weeks just north of the Arctic Circle, um, and I did two weeks of sailing around the Arctic. And now I'm heading, heading home back to the UK, which is uh, a grand total of 2,000 miles. And um, I'm just at the very, very beginning, so I've got a long way to go. Awesome. So uh, the, the title is of this podcast, as I was mentioning earlier, is uh, The Codex of Sovereignty. And we came up with that name because um, we feel that it's important for everyone to become the, um, the authority in their own life. And um, we've been in intrigued with some of the anthropology uh, discoveries in the last while in regards to ancient civilizations, like advanced civilizations that have been scientifically proven to exist like three, 13,000 years ago. And so the idea of the Codex of Sovereignty is that there's an ancient manuscript and book format that teaches us how to be sovereign, right? Um, okay. Whether or not this ancient manuscript exists or not, we thought it'd be fun to talk to people such as yourself who have taken you know, the authority of their own life and gone out into the world to seek adventure and to seek uh, and to find out who they are as part of that adventure. Like you're not waiting for anyone or anything to tell you what to do. You're going out and seizing the moment, so to speak. Um, so that's why we're really excited to have you as our first guest. Uh, we've talked earlier about some of the adventures you've had in the past. And I guess the big one that you're planning for that's coming up is to, um, uh, the Arctic. So can you the, give us the Antarctic, the Antarctic, the Antarctic. South, right. South, South Pole is the goal. Exactly. Exactly. So maybe, I don't know if you want to start by telling us like your, your adventures to the Arctic and then what you're planning for the future. Okay. Well, um, my ambitions go to South Pole really started when I was about 11 years old. Um, my father gave me a book called Endurance and this was about Shackleton's intrepid adventure down to the Antarctic. He was aiming for the South Pole, but their ship actually got caught in the sea ice, crushed and sank. So the men ended up surviving on the sea ice for about two years, just under two years, um, and had to make their own way to South Georgia, um, which was an, an epic tale of adventure, really, and survival. Um, and ever since I read that, 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 it's been a sort of dream that's really played on my mind. and. Now, I've had a few experiences in life myself now, and I feel like I'm at the stage where I've got enough sort of drive and integrity to, to start making some serious plans and put this thing together. So the idea is a trek from, we don't have to sail there anymore, we can actually fly these days. So the idea is to trek from Hercules Inlet, um, which I'll fly to, fly to Hercules in that trek from there to the pole, which is about 700 miles, give or take. And I would like to do this solo, unassisted. Um, and I'm aiming for 2019. <clears throat> so, so there we go. That's, that's my goal. Awesome. You should, uh, you should download our goals course. <laughs> I have, there. I have Justin. I, and, oh, um, nice. <laughs> and I actually worked my way through the first half of it before I left to come to the Arctic. Um, so I'm just wait, waiting until I get home and I can, and I can do the second half. And, but, you know, so far, so good. I've set myself some goals and it's actually been, you know, very helpful. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, if you, if you really think about it, you're, you're at the, 
you're you're in the Arctic, so that's the opposite of the Antarctic. So you're kind of backwards but forwards. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> you could say halfway there. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. So um, um, I guess. Uh, Tell us more about uh, like Ernest Shackleton and what actually ended up happening there. You can go a little bit deeper into that story. Um, you know, do the do the, the quote, um, the wanted, what kind of men he wanted and why. And uh, oh, okay, yes, yes. So he um, he, ad he advertised in what was it? I think, I think the London the London Times. I can't remember what, what newspaper he advertised in, but he wrote uh, men wanted small wages. Bitter cold, constant danger, uh, safe return doubtful, but honour and recognition in case of success. Um, and so that, that was really his, his job advertisement. And he put it out there just to try and, try and attract the, the, the people with the, the right mindset, you know, the people that were willing to put up with a bit of, you know, a bit of pain and, and some hardship to, to join him and reap the rewards in the end. So that, that, was, the, that was the job advert that he put out. Um, and he found his crew, he found 28 men, and they sailed to, to, Antar to Antarctica. Um, and as I mentioned before, they didn't actually make it because the sea was crushed by the sea ice around Antarctica, which, uh, which moves in every, um, every winter down there, which is summer for us. So uh, yeah. Uh, so the ship, the ship sank, and the men really had to survive just floating on this sea ice for for months and months and months. And they had no food. They had lost a lot of their gear in the in the sinking of the ship. So they just had tents, um, some navigation equipment, some rifles. Luckily, they took the rifles um, and their lifeboats, which they salvaged off of the ship before it sank. So most of their food and nutrition came from shooting seals or penguins, which would um, every now and then pop up out of the water. They had to be quick and shoot them, and, and that's how they survived. Um, and I think they floated, off num num I can't remember the numbers right now, but it was around sort of nine months that they floated on the sea ice whilst navigating. Um, and eventually when they were quite close to the large peninsula in antarctica which leads up to the sort of southern end of chile they decided they were going to go for elephant island so they hopped into the life rafts which they shout salvage put all their stuff in there and rose to elephant island and it was here that they made shelter it was a very desolate place all rocks ice glaciers mountains no vegetation or anything like that. It was, it was again, just seals and penguins that they could eat. But they made shelter here for a couple of months and they managed to refurb one of the lifeboats and make it into a sailboat. And then it was six of these guys that jumped into the sailboat and sailed across the Drake Passage, which is a very, very notorious part of the ocean. And it's probably the most treacherous and dangerous part of the ocean in the world because it is squeezed between southern Chile and, uh, and Antarctica. And the seas get really, really rough, really big seas. So they ended up taking this boat, tiny, tiny little thing. I mean, you have to remember it was a rowboat, not really a sailboat. Put a sail on it and sailed it 800 miles across this stretch of ocean to South Georgia, 
where eventually they um, found a whaling station, managed to get help, sent the ship back to Elephant Island to rescue the rest of their men. And to me, that was it was just a really, really epic tale and something that I've I don't want to do that exactly, but it's inspired me <laughs> to want to put myself into that environment. Uh, I guess. Uh, I guess my question is: uh, is what? What? How? How do those stories inspire you? Like, uh, um, is it? Does it have to do with the adventure, um, or what? What exactly? I just think. I just think stories in general is, are inspiring. I think you have to go through life and get to the end of it, and, and look back and be able to talk about the, the real highlights you know the things that taught you huge lessons the things that were really fun and really hard and the more sort of polarized these stories are so the more towards the sort of tiny tiny end of the scale you can go the the more i guess i guess the more rich your life is um and so i want i wanted to be able to incorporate some of this some of these hardships and some of these great times into my life cool um what kind of uh yeah you're talking about this the story like what kind of uh recent adventures have you had that uh um where you kind of had a good time a good story came out of it <laughs> um well last week i was sailing through the arctic which uh, which was actually very tough that's so we cool had... by the way is to just just be able to say that yeah so last week yeah. i was sailing through the arctic <laughs> it, was, it was very cool we, we had quite a small boat and it was only two of us and we sailed from the top end of Norway. We were aiming for a place called Lofoten, which is a peninsula that comes just off of the northern edge of Norway and heads down south a little bit. Um, so yeah, we, we picked up a boat and tried to cross the uh, Vestfjord. It was only about 80 miles, uh, but the weather was bloody awful, absolutely terrible weather. And it, and it stayed like that for 10 days. So three times we actually ventured out into Vestfjord and we just got smashed to pieces and we were feeling sick and we were freezing cold and, uh, and wet. I mean, once you get wet out to sea, you can't, you can't really dry off, especially when there's two of you and you're having to um, stop shifts so often. Um, you, you just cannot dry off. So we actually got knocked back three times and had to go and uh, find refuge once on a little island called... I can't remember their name right now, but there was, there was six locals that lived on the island. It was a strange little place, very strange. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then we set off again. Again, we got knocked back, went and found refuge on a, another island. Um, and then third time lucky, we actually had great weather. We made a, an awesome, awesome uh, sail all the way across to Lofoten. And this place is really grand. It's like... It's like approaching, I don't know, something out of Lord of the Rings. These mountains are just absolutely huge and menacing looking and steep. And uh, yeah, it's really, really cool. So that was, my, that was my most recent adventure. That sounds really cool. So Jeff, you're going back to Lond uh, England now, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and what are you going to do once you get back to England? Back in England, I am picking up another boat next week. It's an old classic. It was actually built in Singapore in 1949 and sailed back. It wouldn't boat yet. And nice. it sailed back all the way to Southampton. It took them nine months. Um, and and it, was, it was just after World War. It was a couple of soldiers actually that were based out there. 
they built this boat and sailed it back. So that is now sitting in Portsmouth in the UK and it's been refurbished, it's all in good nick and it's owned by a trust. And the trust is, um, the idea behind the trust is to kind of send corporate companies and or, or children, uh, school children, on this boat and just give them a good time, inspire them, show them, uh, you know, another side that, that they might not be able to, to experience in, in their world. So that's what I'm doing next week. I'm picking up that boat, picking up some kids, and we're going to go out for the day and just uh, just have a good time. I'll give them all a go at being captain. I've got a little <laughs> captain's hat for them. And I just want them to, to hold the wheel and really try and own that boat. So when we have to do manoeuvres, I'm going to say, right, you're in charge of leading this manoeuvre. I'll give them a little direction, obviously. Um, but I want them to own it, you know. I want them to really feel feel like they are the captain, and I think that will be quite an inspiring moment for them. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I think so. I think um, so. so what, what kind of program is that? I guess it's program. Um, it's, it's, it's not really a program. It's just uh, it's just the thing we do. We just take kids out and try and inspire them. Awesome. So you think like. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think we talked about this briefly when I was in London, but um, um, like getting a hold of, of kids, um, especially kids that don't have, don't like, like I, where I lived in, in New Jersey, I had these huge woods in my backyard. So I, I took that for granted that I played in these woods for like days and days. Uh, anytime that I was in school, I was in those woods. Uh, but a lot of kids, um, they don't really get to like have adventures and stuff and like get to do stuff. Um, and then it, it kind of like leads to a lot of frustration and, and like just a lot of pent up energy. Um, yeah, it does. Is, is that, is that kind of like the stuff that, that you're trying to work with or? Um... Absolutely. My, my South Pole goal is, um, is again going on, these, on this line of inspiring kids. It is, uh, I want to show kids that they can break the mold. You know, they can, they can step out and lead their own path a little bit and do something a little bit crazy. Because I think you need that in life. In the UK, we have this um, this terrible thing called health and safety, which is is uh, you, it's, they've just gone mad on health and safety in the UK, and they're, they're so debilitating. Kids can't kids can't even play a game of Conkers these days without wearing safety goggles. So I want I want um, I want to try and create something where kids feel a little bit less constricted because they are these days. Um, and I want to kind of coax, coax them into the, into the outdoors and coax them to create a story that they can tell. So yeah, that's a great so idea. that answered your question or not. Yeah, yeah no, that's awesome. I, I think most kids, like I see friends of mine that have kids and most kids spend a lot of their time indoors playing video games now. And, and yeah. it's, and it's sad to see, like, there's, like, when I was growing up, everyone was outside, everyone was playing, like, Canada, everyone would be playing road hockey. There was always something happening outside, right? Uh, no one thought ever to stay inside and watch TV. It just wasn't even on anyone's radar. But no, now no. everything seems to switch completely the other way, where kids from four to 24 are spending a lot of time in front of terminals, right? Not so much TV, but in front of terminals. That's it. That's it. And I don't know. I, I don't know what the values of kids are going to be in the future. Maybe, maybe yeah. people's values will have changed by then. 
But I really think if they look back on their childhoods and they they try and pick out their you know their their best memories, it's not going to be sitting inside playing on your console. No, I think the best memories are really really out there when you're doing something intrepid and you don't know what the results are going to be. I think that's where you really create the best stories and the best memories. And I think that is, I think that is important in life. But it's not only the best story in memory in memories, which is critical, right? But it also adds to, to your character, to your wealth of experience, yeah. your character, which is probably the most important thing, which carries Absolutely. you further into life. So that's Absolutely. cool. You're giving kids this opportunity to, you know, to build their character. And, and to be a role model, really, that, that's, that, that's a part you're playing in this whole thing. That's right. That's right. That's the idea. That's the idea. And, and you're, you're right. There's so much to learn just by putting yourself out there in situations where, you know, you can't always con- gonna be able to control what's going on. Um, and it is very, very character building. I, uh, I agree with you on that. So one of the things we're trying to get at, like if, if I imagine that uh, someday we do find this codex of sovereignty somewhere in a cave in Mesopotamia, like they'll have guidelines on how to live a life much like you're describing, right? And I think somewhere in that book, there, there'd be a recipe for ha- creating like an internal passion that drives you to do things that you want to do or that, that, that you're actually doing, right? Um, Maybe you can give us some insight into like where, where your passion comes from. Um, Cause we, we talked before you mentioned, you know, some of the challenges you had growing up, um, mm-hmm. having the job in the restaurant as a chef, right? Yeah. And that fact that that taught you discipline. It didn't teach, it yeah. didn't, it, it wasn't where you wanted to be. It didn't fulfill you, but at least it taught you discipline. Like it, it put like a, it put a foundation there. It seemed to put a foundation so you could build on it. Right. That's right. That's right. But through all that, instead of like going left in, you know, into places where it probably would have been very negative, you, you took the high road, you, 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 you made a positive outcome in your life. And there yeah. must have been passion, something that drove you, something internal. And can you give us some insight into what that was? Um, well, I, I think when I was growing up, when I was a kid, um, I, I was quite outdoorsy. Yeah. But as, you, as you mentioned earlier, I, t- I, t- I took it for granted. Um, and I, I hold those memories dear. I, I think they were very important in, in, in my sort of growing up. But, you know, um, I bumbled through life. Uh, my parents split up. Um, I, I had a bit of a tough time at school. And um, I, I ended up going quite, you know, down into the dumps um, and really, really edging quite far away from that happy childhood that I had. Um, and this, this kind of led me to drinking like an absolute trooper. I, I would sort of see off a 24 crate in a night quite happily and I, I would do that, you know, continuously, night after night. Um, and it really put me in a bad place. I, uh, I was left with no ambition um, and I wasn't achieving the goals that I set, set out to achieve in life. Um, and I just, I just felt, you know, so damn empty inside. Yeah. And that was something which needed to be filled. A lot of people feel like this and, and they often that that big hole is filled in the wrong ways yes as as i did i i filled it with alcohol and and trying to go out and party and have a good time but at the end of the day that all that stuff is just on the surface it just covers you know what you're actually feeling it doesn't actually fulfill that um and so yeah i, I ended up being a chef that, that that was very hard work 
and that that just if anything drove my passion to get outdoors being a chef you're sort of stuck inside in a little sweat box for <laughs> 17 hours a day with no windows um and so that that drove my ambition i knew i had to fulfill something and i knew i had to get outdoors and i put those things together and it just i became passionate about the outdoors about having adventures and and i guess being a little bit childish you know, i was kind of brought back to my my um, kiddie days but i learned that by having these adventures they are tough right but you're right. you're doing something valuable for yourself and any emptiness i had inside me then was was filled and it was forgotten just by being out there and being in the wild at the end of the day when, when you're on these adventures life becomes very simple okay because it's all about having some food some water and getting to your destination having shelter and just staying safe and it's these very simple fundamentals if they're all fulfilled you can you can be happy in life and the little things the little annoyances the things that you're worried about just disappear um, and so that's 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 what being adventurous really did for me I think I think you hit on two really important points there. One is um, some, the simplicity. I, I think a lot of people in, in the modern world make their lives way too complicated. They're they're chasing yeah. like the latest toy. They're chasing whatever, right? And in order for, to do that, they have to put in this, these extra hours to pay for that extra toy. And by putting in the extra hours, you know, they take away time from themselves from being outdoor from being with their family or their friends or whatever it may be right so the fact that you can bring simplicity into it i think is the critical component because i've heard a lot of my friends lately thinking to themselves thinking out loud how can i make my life simpler because i know i would be happier if i can be simpler but you take that and you combine it with this whole uh, aspect of pulling yourself into a completely new environment when you go and when you go and do the adventures, right? And I think that's the other critical part. Um, most people do the same thing day in, day out, and, and they their whole life becomes an unconscious habit after a while, right? What what you're doing by going on these adventures is pulling yourself like. You're forcing yourself never really to get into a habit, right? Because each adventure is new, each adventure is different. So there's, there's no possible way for you to get into a habit, which when you think about it is brilliant because that's the major, um, the major illness of the, 20, of the 21st century is people just getting into rote habits all the time. So that's awesome, man. You know what? Maybe you can put together a course on how to do that and teach it to me and Justin. Uh, maybe, maybe it is. It's, it is tough, though. I will say it's tough not not having routine. Um, you, it's a, it's I, mean, a I mean, if, if you look in the back of my car, that's just that's how I'm living right now. Bags and bags yeah. of stuff. So, um, so it is tough not having routine. But every every day is different. Yeah, um, and, and I'm having new experiences and, and, and growing as a person and, and uh, in, enriching my life. I think. Yeah, it's, it's like a, there's like a balance between uh, routine and habit and, and adventure and, um, and, and chaos and stuff. And it's like, like, you can only do one for so long until like, you know, you get exhausted uh, with all the adventuring. So that's, that's the other half of the, the equation, you know, yeah, that's it, um, that's it. and then you got to reform some, some, some normal habits for a little bit. And then once you get, it's that, it's that, it's like that itch that, you, that I get sometimes like, 
um, when I wanted to move out to the island, um, I wanted to do that like months and months ago. And like, I just had this feeling that there was like, I needed to do something. And like, I didn't like, yeah. I, it, I always knew what it was, but like, it was just like, it was like, I just had to do it. And uh, yeah. it's really cool that, that you actually go out and do it and stuff. And you don't make it into like a big deal. You're just like, you're, you know, like I said, it's like, yeah, last week, you know, we just sailed across the Arctic, you know, like whatever. I, yeah. I like what you're saying there, Justin, you just got to do it. Um, that, that is a big barrier for people. People just, yeah. they look at that something the, and they yeah. see all the, all the woes and worries and all the ways they can't do it. Well, forget about that for a while. Just do it and, and work it out as it happens. That's, uh, that's, that's a very a very sort of good attitude to have if you're going to be outdoorsy and, and adventurous. Yeah, I think a big point there, Justin, you had is like, don't make a big deal out of it. Just do it, right? Anytime you make a big deal out of something, you always, you always get in your own way, right? Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it, man. I mean, that, that's, why, that's why I'm here in the Arctic. I just... Uh, only had a phone call with this guy very briefly. He said he needed some help up here sailing and and, and uh, building his boat. So I said, okay, I'll uh, I'll be there in a couple of weeks. And that was that was that was the only phone call I had with him. Jumped in the car, drove two thousand miles, and then uh, and then there I was having an adventure in the Arctic. It takes, a lot, it takes a lot of faith to uh, live like that. That's cool. Say again, sorry. It takes a lot of faith, like you know. Faith, I don't know if it's faith or lack of fear or both to be able to. <laughs> Stupidity, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> I mean, I, I shouldn't speak too soon because I've still got 2,000 miles to drive here. Yeah, yeah, well, it could happen. <laughs> it, it, it is, is kind of like what, what you just said, Anthony, was, it's kind of like a good example of, of how weird our society has gotten because, like, for, it, for us, it's like, it's like, oh, well, he called that guy and then he just went and then two weeks later he was there and, like, that was just one occurrence. But then, like, I try to go out with my friends tonight right and i'm still texting them like hey, we're, we're good for 7 30 right we're, we're really we're, good. we're gonna be there you're gonna be there at 7 30 like, are you sure and, and i mean i mean i did the same i did the same thing to jeff when i was in london i got lost like i was like yeah i'll, I'll be there in brighton and then uh oh justin you went seriously wrong there it's only a small country <laughs> Yeah, well, all the roads are backwards, and, uh, and, and every every street is, is named the same thing. It's like it's 24, 4, 25. Uh, it's a, it's no wonder, and like you said, no one, no, one, no one ever invades the UK. They wouldn't be able to get anywhere. You know, it's just oh, that's it. That's it. They just get lost. <laughs> oh, good effort, though, man. I mean, I, mean I've, I appreciate your, your perseverance to continue along that road, even though you, you thought you were lost, and you ended, oh, yeah. so you ended up in Wales. That was... It's quite impressive. All roads lead to Slough. Always leads to Slough. Where did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's the bumper sticker. But anyway. Um, um, so uh, just really quickly, you want to go over your, your habits? Like the, uh, the, one of the big things that uh, you affected my life, which I still do today because of you, is, um, is I take cold showers. And now I'm on you know, I, I, don't, I only do Good cold man. showers and, and that wasn't because you said, that wasn't because you said, Oh, I take cold showers. Cause that would have never inspired me. That was not inspiring to me. I've heard that 10,000 times before. Um, mm. you said I jump into the sea and this was in January. So, um, <laughs> that was, that was, that was inspiring to me. You want to talk about that a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, I look at these things, I think, Oh, that, that, 
that doesn't look very nice. You know, that's going to be a bit tough. And then another <laughs> little part of my brain goes, hmm, maybe I can overcome that. And you just have to, as we said before, you just got to do it. You just got to do it. <laughs> and so, yeah, sometimes it'll be minus four and it's snowing and I'll look at the sea and I think, oh, <laughs> and then before I know it, I'm taking my clothes off and I'm walking in and I come out and I feel amazing, you know, I feel like a superhero. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's, I guess that's the same with your cold showers, Justin. I mean, yeah, I can't. It's, I mean, it's like any adventure, it's not that much fun while you're having it. And you can't stand in the shower, cold shower and say, you know, this is delightful because it isn't, it's horrible. But you get out and you look and, and you think, yeah, I'm glad I did that. I feel good. I overcame something. But, but there is a point, and this has happened to me when you're taking a cold shower, where it feels, it does feel good, right? Yeah, Have you do that. Yeah, and, and that when, when you can bust through that wall and make that experience feel good, you, you know you've, you've achieved something. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're going to a deeper place than me, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> You must have the power of God inside you because I can't stand in a cold chair and say this is this is enjoyable. <laughs> my, just quite my, frankly not. My my shower doesn't even get cold enough anymore for me. You know, it's like oh, awesome. yeah, which is which is thing. But uh, that that could be because I, I live in South Carolina, so because <laughs> I, like, yeah. I I can't I can't jump in if I jumped into the sea now it, it's warmer in the sea than it is uh, on land. That's it. That's yeah. it. Well, you, you'd have to start having an ice bath or something. Yeah. That's what I need to start doing. Then I'll change my, my, my tune. That, um, that stuff. Good man, though. Good man for keeping up the cold showers. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I'm it's, sure you feel good every morning for that. Yeah, it's all, it's all about, you know, we were talking about the habits again. You know, you, you can make those habits into anything you want, but just because, you know, we're accustomed to laziness doesn't mean that habits are all bad. It, this has just become like, it feels uncomfortable to be in a, in a hot shower and, then, and not turn it to cold. Um, even, yeah, even just being in, in a warm shower, just like I, I feel like there's like a, a ticking time clock to where like I have to turn it cold. Um, yeah, that's yeah. it. Or being comfortable all the time just becomes a bit mundane. So yeah. uh, you got you got to push the boundaries a little bit and spice up your life. Yeah, you, you got to change things. So I think that's. I think that was actually a, a quote taken from the Spice Girls. I probably shouldn't have said that. Spice Girls. <laughs> Spice Girls, a sort of 1990s girl girl band. Spice up your life. <laughs> well, they were talking sense. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I get the the Spice Girl references more than I get the the current references. To be honest with you, when it comes to music, um, so I, I was right on. I was like, I get, I get what he's talking about. Yeah, well, they were just philosophical geniuses, weren't they? <laughs> to change the world. Uh, <laughs> So, so Jeffrey, uh, you're, you've got about 2,000 miles to drive now, like you said, back to England. Yeah. Um, you're driving through Scandinavia. So take us through uh, the inner workings of your mind. Like you have all this road in front of you. What's a guy helping an adventure? What's he thinking as he's, you're pondering this long ride in front of you? Blimey. Um, what am I thinking? Uh, I kind of take it. One minute, one minute to the next, you know, I'm looking around yeah. myself and I'm seeing what I can see. I'm seeing what's going to present itself to me. I'm looking, you know, I'm looking for somewhere nice to stop for lunch. Um, I'm just seeing what there is to offer, really. I'm not thinking about how goddamn far it is or, you know, what time I need to be back. Um, I'm just, it's all about the journey, you know. Take it as is. Cool. 
you're gonna check out you're gonna see if uh there's any megaliths on the way any uh rune stones or anything like that any what sorry any um any megaliths or anything uh like we talked about earlier um oh you mean like a historical site yeah any historical site um well justin all you gotta do is drop me a pin you know we did this before and uh <laughs> and me and Vikram had an awesome, awesome little adventure. So you drop me a pin, I'll go there. Tell, give me, a, send me your the 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 roads that you're taking, and uh, I'll see if there's anything nearby. Well, I'll tell you now. I'm I'm following the the E45, E45, which I think goes from where I am now all the way south, and I'm about a hundred miles south of the Arctic Circle right now. So have a little look along that road somewhere. E45, dermatological cream. You got it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I might need some of that by the time we get home. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess it's a good time to wrap it up then, uh, just so you don't get too sunburned. Uh, okay. Okay. I, man. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, it was fun talking. Just fun catching up, man. Uh, is there anything else you you want to talk about briefly before uh, you get going? No, I mean, I mean, it was a it was a very good catch up with you guys, and uh, and thank you very much for reading. Well, thanks for being the, the first guest on our podcast. And uh, I think it's appropriate that you were the first guest given um, the incredible sense of adventure you have. Kind of fits in with the main theme of what we're, tr what we're all about, what we're trying to learn more about and what we want to communicate out to the, to the world. So thanks, Jeff. For awesome, really man. I, well, I, I, I hope I've been able to add some value and uh, something beneficial to you. Oh, I got, I got a great idea. When you get to the uh, Antarctic, if you can get a um, a satellite phone, we can do another podcast when you're like dead center in uh, the Antarctic. Now, now you're talking. That that would be how awesome. cool would that be? <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> might have to keep it short because I might be I might be a little bit you know a bit chilly. Minus fifty. But, uh, yeah, I'm game. If you're game, I'm game. Um, yeah, you got to film that that journey too. Like, I will. I will. Yeah. Well, I'm, I need to raise a lot of money for it. It's going to be. Uh, it's going, to, it's going to be very difficult, so I need, to, I need to do a lot of PR, a lot of filming, a lot of talking to schools and kids. Um, so that's going, to be, that's going to be a real grand adventure, that one. But uh, that's, that's for another phone call, I think. Yeah. You, you're going to try like a, a, a Kickstarter program? Get it up there, try to raise some money? Uh, a what, sorry? Uh, Kickstarter is a website where you can put up your projects and you can advertise and people contribute to the project, like if they like the idea. Okay, I'll have, I'll have to look that up. I might have to talk, talk more to you about that. Yeah, what, what you're trying to do is kind of fits in perfectly with kind of the, the main theme or um, how that got started. Ah, brilliant. Okay, well, um, you know, that's, I'll, I'll check that out, Anthony, when I, when I get home. Cool. All right, guys. Great to hear from you. Likewise, um, I can't actually see. I, I don't think I was rude looking around because my, my phone screen is broken, so I can't actually see you. <laughs> 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 but it was great to hear from you. I really enjoyed that phone call. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, thanks, guys. Good luck with everything. Let's let's have a catch up soon. Yeah, have we'll a good trip, man. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. Bye.